0: Hi, everybody. This is Nikki Tamburino, and you're listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast, the show that explores the why of running for people who love to run. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at oneclassymotherrunner and follow this show at Maybe Running Will Help for all the latest inspiration from our guests, information on how maybe running will help, and how you can use our sport for personal development in your life. Hi, runners. I'm your host, Nikki Tamburino. Today we're doing things a little differently. Instead of interviewing an inspiring community member, I have two very special guests helping me tell the story of Jack Kirk, the Dipsy Demon. You'll hear from Ambie Burfoot, who was the winner of the Boston Marathon in 1968 and served as Editor-in-Chief at Runner's World for many years. And also from Peter Firmwright, who is the former staff writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. Both guests reported on Jack Kirk and agree he is an unforgettable athlete worth sharing. Now let's get started. At this time, I'm going to ask that you
1: fasten your seatbelts.
2: Yeah, my name's Peter Femrite. I was a staff writer at the San Francisco Chronicle for 30 years. I covered... Um, Many things uh, over that time. I covered prisons and uh, courts, and uh, Jack Kirk. You know, I, I, you know, since I did everything, I wrote a lot of interesting stories, and Jack Kirk was one of them.
3: Well, I know about Jack primarily through my interest in annual race streaks, since I have one myself, and I'm great friends with. Other people like Dave McGillivray at the Boston Marathon and quite a few others. There are a lot of amazing race streaks out there in the country.
0: And my interest in Jack Kirk came after learning about Amby's race streak and wanting to know more about previous record holders and exactly how many streaks he was up against to take the lead as having the most consecutive runs at a single race.
2: Well, the legend of Jack Kirk is he ran the Dipsy, race which is one of the most famous foot races in 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 america certainly in the san francisco bay area and he ran it 67 times consecutively
3: 67 years in a row and the dipsy race lost i'm gonna guess four or five years to world wars both of them so that means if the race had been run those years and if jack had been in it which he would have been that would have pushed him over 70 years consecutive which is just remarkable
2: and ran it until he was 90 I think it was 97 years old and um, he was so famous that people had to run with him uh, carrying a sign saying don't touch the Dipsy Demon
0: my research probably would have ended at finding out the numbers but with a name like the Dipsy Demon I had to learn more about this unique record holder
2: well, yeah, he grew up poor. I think his father was an Irish immigrant, and um, yeah, he had to. His I think his father died young when he was young, so he was forced to work on a farm on, on the farm to support the family, and he was often barefoot. And I think he started. He said he started running because. Uh, to get away from his older brothers and bullies you know so and he was he you know that was how he did it he started he outran the bullies and uh that's how it all started
3: well of course i've read enough and seen enough to know that he was basically a a hermit living out in the woods on his own i don't remember if he was a vegetarian or living off the land or something But he was basically a subsistence farmer or liver back in the hills there, entirely on his own.
0: According to my research, Kirk, who lived almost his entire life in the Sierra Foothills town of Mariposa, was a bit of an odd duck living for years without running water or electricity, driving old junky cars, and fighting with his neighbors.
3: I believe he got arrested once for shooting over the heads of somebody who came onto his property. I doubt that he knew it meant any harm, but it got him in trouble and he got thrown in jail for a night or two.
0: One article I came across called him cantankerous. Uh, It says he often confronted neighbors and children who strayed onto his property and had the dubious distinction of spending time in all three jails in Mariposa County, usually for firing his gun to scare off trespassers or mouthing off to a cop.
2: Well, he was just a known eccentric. I mean, uh, he just wasn't like anybody else. Like you said, he was a curmudgeon. He lived alone. He never married. He was a collector. He was... Pretty much, I guess they called him. What was it? Uh, uh, well, they just—they, you he's know, just a, you know, a pack, pack rat. Yeah. yeah, and he had two cabins on his property in Mariposa County, a 400-acre property, and he filled them up with junk. So he slept. So he slept in his car, and he didn't have running water. You know, he would get his water for from uh, a nearby creek. He bathed in the creek.
3: Uh, things in Jack's life might not have appeared ideal to others, but one senses that they were ideal for Jack. They matched his personality. He made it work, and he just kept running. And that Dipsy race, uh, I had not nearly enough respect for it when I went out to run it. Uh, it's for someone who's not used to treacherous, rocky, West Coast mountainous trails. It scared the bejesus out of me.
2: I mean, there. I, I you know, this race sort of. Um, I think you kind of have to be. You're not a normal runner when you run this race. For one thing, it goes. You know, up. It's a, It's. It's an old Indian trail, that basically, and there's. It starts with. Uh, what is it? Uh, three stairs. Yeah, it's three hundred and uh, six seventy seven six seventy five steps. And uh, and then there's three major hills that you climb, and it's rough. There's ro- it's rocky. People you know, typically end the race, you know, with um, bruises and cuts, and cuts uh, <laughs> because people fall often. And uh, so it's not a you know I don't think anybody who runs it is is you know it's normal. You got to be a certain you got to be a certain type to to want to run it for in the start, and he was, he was one of those guys. He was probably one of the most eccentric, but after, after a time, he was the, also one of the most beloved because of just the way he carried himself, he, you know? He didn't do it for fame, he just did it because he loved it.
0: In addition to the many reasons Jack Kirk was famous, he was well known for barely making it in time for the race. Often driving all night in a Volkswagen, he held together with duct tape and bailing wire.
2: He wasn't the typical runner, you know, but that was his thing. He ran. That was part of his life. He didn't wear, you know, the the typical running clothes uh, or the running shoes or, you know, do the typical thing. He didn't eat or drink at all when he ran. Uh, which was uh, interesting, or the, I think he didn't eat the day before either. So, um, and he was a Seventh Day Adventist. I don't know if that played any part in it, um, but he he wouldn't come to the race, which was on Sunday. He wouldn't leave from Mariposa County, which is a long way away. Um, in his rickety old car, Volkswagen. He wouldn't leave till, the, till nighttime, because on the Sabbath he wasn't, I guess, supposed to travel as a Seventh-day Adventist. And uh, he'd often show up at the, just in the nick of time for the race to start, on an empty stomach.
0: <laughs> From his unconventional lifestyle to his unusual race routine, it's no wonder Jack was well-known by his community. But how did he earn his nickname, the Dipsy Demon?
2: And And his legend was that he uh, hit, the, hit one of his first races, he, he, he wore these like boating shoes, like little tennis shoes that were popular with um, girls at the time, because he was used to running barefoot. And uh, he ran his legend came when he was running downhill. and the race is a trail race, so uh, that's the last part of it is all downhill. And he was flying so fast that somebody looked over and said, uh, "Wow, that guy runs like a demon." And, and from then on, he was called the Dipsy Demon. People said, "How do you do this? How do you run so fast?" He he used to say, "Well, they never repealed the law of gravity, did they? You know." And he was he was noted for being really fast downhill, and and these are steep steep trails. I mean, a lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people fall that fall on him And, uh, but he would just jump over rocks and fly and slide. And, uh, and so the law of gravity uh, served him well.
0: I can almost picture him like a demon, tearing down the slope, sliding and leaping over brush, passing other runners like they were standing still. Jack lived up to his nickname, running the arduous 7.1 mile trail race, 67 consecutive times. He didn't quit until he collapsed at the top of the grueling 1,362-foot elevation Cardiac Hill at age 96.
2: And he stopped at the age of 96. Uh, He ran it at the age of 96, but collapsed at the top of Cardiac Hill. That was the last time.
0: Throughout the years, runners of the famed Dipsy race have given portions of the trail names like Dynamite, as in exploding muscles, Cardiac, let's hope it doesn't happen here and insult meaning come on i thought we were done with the uphills
2: cardiac it's called cardiac hill cuz people collapse yeah often it's very it's like a 13 uh, 1362 foot hill that pe- that you run up yeah and yeah it's it's uh, it's nasty <laughs> and he, and he did it at age 96 uh, but I don't think he finished that race, they may, I think they brought him to the end just to honor him and had him cross the finish line and to like a standing ovation from all the runners. And people said it was the most touching thing they've, they've seen, they've ever seen.
0: At age 94, Jack was quoted saying, I like to run. I don't push myself. Nobody says I have to run fast. All I have to do is run. But in his time, he was fast. And,
3: and Jack, I believe, won it twice himself in his youth. So he was an elite runner when he was younger. And then he got older and slower, like all of us do. But the important thing was he didn't quit when he got older and slower. He just kept trudging up the steps and down the other side and heading for the Pacific.
2: Not giving up is one thing that he, he, he was definitely known for, the Dipsy Tiamen. But also running was his life, and one time he worked in Yosemite, I think he worked as a garbage collector, but he would just, you know, on his off time, he would run up the mountains in Yosemite uh, just, just to do it.
0: Training by running to the top of Yosemite Falls wasn't Jack's only secret. In one of his letters to Russ Kiernan, another one of the Dipsy race champions, Jack detailed how he trained for the Dipsy stairs while working with the Shell Oil Company in a job that required him to climb up a 30-step step ladder to measure crude oil in a tank on top of a hill. He decided his training would include 10 round trips up the ladder at work, the equivalent of 600 steps between his shift from 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. That wasn't the only secret Jack shared with Russ Kiernan. Kirk would mail handwritten letters to Russ, who saved and preserved them. The two runners had a special relationship. Kirk played the role of mentor, and Kiernan was his pupil.
3: Well, I've met I've met Russ, and Russ is still out there and still going and probably hoping to surpass Jack's uh, total finishes at some point. But, you know, the the running community is big enough to be a global affair now, but also small enough so that we pass things down word to word and... Mouth to mouth and letter to letter. And we all are inspired uh, by the older runners because if you ask any group of 35 year old runners, you know, how long they hope to keep running, 99% say, well, I want to run as long as possible. I want to run for my lifetime. And so when they see people who exemplify that, like Jack, they really rally around and support the individuals.
0: Interestingly, as a known recluse, Jack also had a love for the Dipsy event and people. He once wrote in a letter to Kirk that there's only one race more important than the Dipsy race, and that is the human race.
2: That's true. I mean, that's that's true. He was, yeah, he lived, he was always alone. And this was his big event of the year, I guess. Uh, and he was beloved, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, Yeah. I mean, you can tell that, and he loved it too, uh, obviously. I mean, I guess he did like the attention at on some level because he ran it until he was 97 years old. And, uh, yeah, and I think he liked the attention, ex- but he didn't like people patting him on the back, which <laughs> which became a problem, I guess. <laughs>
0: Not wanting to be touched during the race was something known by Jack's most supportive fans. And as we referenced earlier, they would often accompany him holding signs that said, don't touch the Dipsy demon. Jack Kirk finished his first Dipsy in 1930 and his last in 2002 to give him 67 straight over a time span of
2: 73 years. He died in 2007 at age 100.
0: I wonder what Jack would say if I asked him how maybe running helps.
3: Well, I think Jack would probably say it makes you kind of tough. It teaches you how to bounce back. Everybody falls down on the run, not literally, but everybody has an injury or an accident or something that interrupts the running. And um, we all fight hard and sometimes long and hard and slow to get back into shape. Because getting back into shape isn't fun. Uh, But if you're a real runner, uh, it's something you're always doing because you always want to be as fit and healthy and vibrant and runner-worthy as you possibly can.
0: Unlike other world record holders who are born of great talent, Consecutive year racing streaks are held by those like Jack, who embody discipline, determination, and old-fashioned stubbornness.
3: For me, the most inspirational runners uh, tend to be the ones who go back and run the Boston Marathon every year, or the Dipsy Road Race, or my annual race, the Manchester-Connecticut Turkey Day Trot. So uh, we seek out stories about others who are like us, just to make sure we believe that we can keep going because somebody else has done it before us.
0: Jack once said, you don't stop running because you get old. You get old because you stop running. But perhaps his most memorable quote was that old runners never die. They just reach the 676th step, which is one more than the 675 dipsy stairs that start the race.
2: And then he would say, old runners never die, they just reach the 676th step.
0: And that's where I imagine him today. Not a demon, but a divine icon who reached beyond the last step of his favorite race. I hope you enjoyed this story about one of running's most peculiar and inspirational legends, the Dipsy Demon. We've been cleared for landing. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Ambie Burfoot and Peter Firmrite for joining us. Please remember to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and follow me on Instagram at one mother runner and at maybe running will help for all the latest content. I can't wait till our next episode. Until then, don't forget to keep running, keep inspiring, and keep sharing how maybe running will help. Have a great run, everybody!
1: I hit recorded, job you can't ignore it I'm transforming, now these cars and planes, I'm always boarding Just out touring down in Charlotte like I play for Hornets When I'm performing, never boring, now you can't afford it Champagne, Perrier, finished friends on my face Looking like I'm from the D, D's, no Cartier's Pockets deep, 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 bro, I can make it in my seat, bro We gon' go, go, go